La Mama Theatre's The Mask of Beauty seems to have taken its name from Ben Jonson's courtly mask composed in 1608. However, in Peter Green's Renaissance cabaret, we certainly feel far away from the court of England, even if he uses a few Shakespeare passages in one of his literary medleys. Green's writing, and indeed Faye Bendrops' directing, both take Australian audiences to very different theatrical territory than they might be used to. True to the form of a mask, this show is a meandering hour of live music, dance pieces, dramatic scenes, and chorus-style songs, which historically would espouse the most famous figures of the day. On this particular outing to the Italian court, we encounter three formidable sisters-in-law. The notorious Lucrezia Borgia, the sharp-witted Isabella d'Este, and the worldly Elisabetta Gonzaga, as well as the controversial Pope Alexander VI, his son, and Lucrezia's brother, Cesare Borgia, and the Mona Lisa, constipated for over 500 years apparently, and a very nervous young Leonardo da Vinci. This production might have done away with some big hallmarks of the mask, the actual masks, for one, the decorative sets and the audience participation, but aside from that, it really does feel like a journey back to the 16th century. 21st century audiences are very used to narrative-based entertainment, and to, I suppose, more visual forms of storytelling, whereas the figures displayed here are introduced much more through monologue than dialogue. Even the grim ensemble songs feel much more like an ancient Greek chorus than an exchange played out in song. In these parts of the show, the four voices of the cast, Maria Paula Afanado, Madeline Field, Claire Nichols, and Jessica Greenhall, seem to blend into the one entity. The dancers and the more physical scenes function more as further illustrations of the figures than as a way of driving forward a story. I call them figures instead of characters because they are far from being active players in a dramatic narrative. The Mask of Beauty is, throughout, a consciously historical work. More specifically, this is revisionist history, and the sardonic kind at that, based on rumours and re-evaluations. This piece is undisguisedly looking backwards, and makes no attempt to make us feel like we are looking forwards, as though we and the performing ensemble don't know what's coming. Well, the cast and creatives are certainly in the know, but unfortunately for the most part their audience is probably not nearly as knowledgeable about it all. The commentary on Leonardo and the Mona Lisa works because this is a part of Italian history that is very much general knowledge. As for the three noble sisters-in-law, as fascinating as they seem, and as exuberantly as they are portrayed, they aren't really part of the public consciousness. The production team might now know almost everything there is to find out about them, and they certainly seem to find their commentary on them amusing and compelling, but I'm not sure that a lot of their audience will. It's definitely a more obscure part of history, something the La Mama staff seem to have picked up on. At the box office, each audience member is given a Wikipedia blurb on each figure in the story, which helps a little, but it still takes more than a couple of hastily read paragraphs to achieve that same level of familiarity. I'm sure those who know the history of the Italian royals will appreciate what this talented team managed to do with them, but those who don't are never really brought up to speed at 
any point here, or at least not really in any helpful way. There is often a large disconnect between what you are being told on stage and what you are being shown. When the exposition becomes particularly intricate and hard to follow, it is very easy to be distracted by the other stagecraft elements and miss certain factual details. You can definitely feel that this is set in a world of seduction, corruption, manipulation and murder, but it's very hard to be clear on who is doing what to who and why. Seeing as there is no real narrative movement anyway, or even much thematic movement here, those who aren't already familiar with all of these people will probably start to feel a bit restless. It's definitely a treat for any renaissance aficionados, but will probably be quite unmemorable for anyone else. <laughs>